How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainor, L. King, The King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainor, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. And good morning to you. I am joined this morning on our Smart Garden Show by Master Gardener Teresa Rooney. Teresa, good morning. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning, Denny. I'm happy to be here. Folks looking forward to it. I can I can always tell, as you can, uh, when we get closer and closer to spring, although this has been such crazy weather, we are getting more uh, calls and texts faster. Yes. <laughs> Earlier in the uh, even before the show starts, so we're gonna get we're gonna get to them right away. I should alert our listeners if you do have any kind of a lawn or garden question, and if you are a regular listener to the show, uh, we appreciate that certainly. But uh, don't wait. If you have a question, by all means, love to hear from you either by phone or by text six five one four six one. Nine two two six, and of course we're we'll, uh, we'll I mentioned you know Master Gardener Teresa Rooney. We're going to talk about the Master Gardener program uh, during this hour as well. I know uh, Teresa's got some information. A lot of folks interested in, in that. Uh, and again, uh, looking at the forecast, crazy week. Uh, as I heard Al mentioned, we could hit forty six today, sixty one. On Monday, but then the overnight low, like Tuesday night, is nine. So, <laughs> Minnesota, <laughs> my, just wait a few hours. The weather will it'll change. change. Now, you, do you think, and I, I asked this before uh, in previous shows, uh, given the warmer temperatures, overnight lows are still cold enough, I hope, mm-hmm. uh, to not, not. I don't want those uh, dormant seeds to, to start gen- uh, growing right now. They won't because the temperature has to be warmer for a longer period of time so even at night it has to be warmer so the seeds know that the seeds know yeah but um they so 60 tomorrow and then cold at night that's not long enough that 12 hour period or 10 hour period of 60 degrees that's not warm enough to help them germinate so yes you can still um you know overseed or a, a dormant seed your lawn if you haven't gotten out there yet this is a good time to do it um if you have any ability to put a little bit of something over the seeds to hide it, otherwise the birds are going to eat some of it. Just understand that will happen. That's true. All right, uh, 651-461-9226. Texter says this, I love the program. Thank you. Look forward to it to every Saturday. I just wish it was on longer. Very good. Uh, <laughs> so do we. Thank you. My question today is our grow, grow garlic, and right now my garlic is covered with four to five inches of straw, and with the unusually warm weather, should I start to remove some of the straw now instead of waiting for another month? Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. You too. 
That's an excellent question, and like you're thinking ahead, that's really good. I would wait until the temperatures are consistently above and they start getting consistently warmer. So I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, cover them now because right now with all that straw, the garlic still thinks it's like 25 degrees out there. So because the warmth hasn't penetrated to the straw through the straw yet, so I would just wait. And wait until the temperatures start getting consistently warmer. You can always pull back the straw and see if the garlic's growing. But understand, if that garlic's up and growing, and you pull off all the straw, and we get a sudden deep freeze, you're gonna you're gonna damage a lot of those leaves that are above ground. So even if they're coming up through the straw, they're a little bit more protected than not protected at all. I would wait. All right, very good. Let's, uh, Teresa, grab a phone call. Paul, I believe, is uh, checking in from Ogilvie this morning. Hi, Paul. What's your question for Teresa? Hi, good morning. Very good program. Listen to you every week. Thank you. Anyway, with this crazy weather, what about the pruning of my fruit trees? Paul, that's an excellent question. Mm -hmm. Do you have more? No. No, okay. My friends would... With maple trees, they've been tapping their trees, so, you know. Right. What we do is... So so I probably would would go ahead and prune my tree sooner rather than later. You might have been able to put it off to the middle of March other years. I would probably try to get it done as quickly as possible because because with this crazy weather, we don't know when it's suddenly going to shift into hot or warm consistently, and you don't want to be pruning those fruit trees then. So I would prune them earlier rather than later, Paul. Get get to it as quickly as possible. Good luck with that. Thanks for your question and your comment. Okay. Uh, last summer, Texter says, the vegetables in my four-year-old garden had lots of green foliage, but not much fruit compared to prior years. I most likely have too much nitrogen in the soil. Uh, what can I do this year to balance the soil out? Is it a good idea to take the year off and let the nitrogen work its way out of the soil? That's a that's a good question, and you don't have to take the nitrogen year off. Nitrogen moves through the soil very quickly, gets used up very quickly. So what I would do is just make sure that you're looking for if you're going to fertilize that maybe you you maybe get a soil test done. That would be a good idea first of all, as a master gardener, I should tell you that. That will give you an idea of where you stand right now. But when you're fertilizing, if you had so much nitrogen before, think about where you grabbed all that uh, fertilizer from uh, and look at that fertilizer and say, hey, maybe I should switch to a different kind or go a little easier on it. That's what I would do. But right now the nitrogen has moved through the soil very quickly, so you're probably back down to regular levels. But do get your soil test if you ever have a problem like that. Uh, and you can, as far as soil testing, you can uh, get more information off the university website, right? Exactly. Extend. Uh, and you can, as far as soil testing, you can uh, get more information off the university website, right? Exactly. Extension.umn.edu. You can find easily the information or just say soil test UMN. It'll bring you right to the right, right, uh, pack, right area, the right web page. Or is, ask a master gardener how to do it. Yeah, it's very reasonably priced, too. They're like $17. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Texter says this, uh, Teresa, my house plants seem stagnant. Should I start fertilizing them every week? 
That's a good question. Um, uh, your house plants are just hanging on by a thread right now because it's been a long, dry, dark winter for them. So as the sunlight gets more prevalent or you can add uh, additional lights, once you start seeing the growth start, then you can fertilize. But right now they're just in a kind of state of stasis. They're just waiting, but more light will trigger some growth. So as we get more sun, they'll start, they'll start moving. Or if you can add additional lights, and then once you see the growth, then you can start fertilizing. And I would start at half strength and just go from there. All right. Uh, if you'd like to call in your lawn and garden question or send a text, either way, we'd love to hear from you. at 651-461-9226. If you're just joining us, Master Gardener Teresa Rooney answering those very questions this morning here on 830-WCCO. Teresa, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, let's talk a little bit about the Master Gardener program okay. uh, that you know, know so much about. We'd love to, have to, to kind of pick your brain about that, and I know other listeners want to hear it as well. So we'll do that when we come back here on News Talk 830-WCCO. Had a good Saturday morning to you. Denny Long back with our Smart Garden Show along with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney answering those lawn and garden questions this morning, 651-461-9226. Teresa, we mentioned before the break about the Master Gardener program. Why don't you fill us in a little bit about that very program? All right. Uh, First of all, our interns are going through their training right now, so we'll soon see a crop of new master gardeners out there, so that's very exciting. But more important, I want um, you to be able to go to your extension website and see if your master gardener, county master gardeners, are putting on any classes. Here in Hennepin County, you can go to hennepinmastergardeners.org. We've got two series of classes coming up right now, and you can take them and retake them, and you'll get recordings, and uh, they they happen on more than one day, so you can do whatever day is good for you. Um, Vegetables, uh, veggie growing basics, and then our winter dreaming summer eating series. So we've got those two series starting. We're starting our first class today, but don't worry, you can always catch up on it later if you miss it so you can go and register and it's all free so check your your county website to see if your if your gardeners are doing anything and if you're out of state or out state you can come to hennepin county and just understand that the information we're giving you is for minneapolis area the hennepin county area so if you're up north you'll just have to change it a little bit for your zone but we'd love to have you join our classes that's Thanks, great Denny. and, and- Let's, um, uh, Teresa, plan on uh, kind of briefly mentioning that before you leave us today, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's good. I think that might be a good idea. 651-461-9226. You know what? Mary uh, in Eden Prairie has been waiting to ask a question. Thank you for waiting, Mary. What is your question for Teresa? Good morning. Um, I don't know if anybody has mentioned this. My tulips are coming up. 
boy. Mary, thanks for waiting. And yes, uh, no one yet today has mentioned that, but we have heard a lot of that coming up. Little of the little little mascaris and tulips and things are peeking their heads up. Luckily, all that's coming up right now is leaves for most of those plants. So even if we get a heavy frost, uh, the leaf damage is going to be minimal and all the flowers will still be okay. If you really want to, you could put a covering over it, you know, some straw or something, but don't worry about it. You really don't have to. The plants just got to grow when they got to grow and they'll, they'll come up and they'll realize it's really, really cold out and they, they kind of stop growing and it'll just wait a little while. And then once the sun gets more intense and the warm weather comes in, they'll start growing more. But Yes, we have we have heard about that. And if you go to the extension.umn.edu, um, there's actually an article on how the warm weather will affect your plants, and it, it does talk about some of that and what you can do to mitigate some problems that you may see. It's going to be a very interesting spring and summer. It's going to be an year, interesting sure. year, yes. Very interesting. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Oh, a bunch of text messages, uh, Teresa. Here's another one. Late last summer... Uh, a texter says, I asked you about gall mites on our maple trees in our development. An arborist we contacted suggests they would spray using a product called Lucid. After doing some research, that product sounds, quote, scary. Could you recommend a more organic product? Um, you could ask. I, I can't recommend. I don't know Lucid. Uh, you could do some work on the extension website, extension.umn.edu, and some research there. The gall mites are just on the leaves, and it makes them look a little bumpy, but it doesn't normally impact the the health of the tree unless there's so many that that the tree can't photosynthesize anymore. But even if the few leaves look really bumpy, there's many leaves that won't be impacted by it. Uh, So... If you want, you can contact your your um, your your uh, person again and say, "Do you have anything less less impactful, less less dangerous?" Otherwise, it's your decision whether or not you want to spray. It's really just a cosmetic issue and does not impact the plant's health at all. Getting a bunch of pruning questions this morning, uh, trees mostly. Uh, this texture says, is it, okay? it doesn't say what kind. Is it okay to trim trees? If yes, how many more weeks? Maybe they mean oaks. <laughs> it really depends on what your tree is. So I would look at the extension website. Uh, go ahead and, and prune those oaks. Go ahead and, and get your pruning done as soon as possible. As soon as possible. Uh, However, if you're going to be pruning trees or shrubs that bloom early in the season, like azaleas, rhododendrons, mock oranges, magnolias, understand that lilacs, what you prune, you're pruning off flowers. So you may want to wait until just after they flower, and that's when you prune those plants. Otherwise, I would um, look at the extension website and see what they say about pruning your particular tree or shrub. Good idea. Uh, Texter says, is it okay to prune apple trees every other year? Sure, it's whatever schedule you have. Uh, it's better to do uh, your pruning in small amounts and not do a huge pruning one year. Remember, you want to take off only about a third of the, the whole entire canopy um, at one time. So if you have a tree that's really overgrown, you may ha- it may take you three to five years to bring that tree back to what you need, need it to be. But it is okay. It's de- it just depends on why you're pruning it and how you're pruning it. 
and and how vigorous the tree is growing. Uh, if it's if you're trying to keep it a dwarf or tree and shorter, you may have to prune every year to 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 head back some of that growth. If it's if that's not the case, then just prune as your tree needs it. I know it's the end of uh, February only, and I wonder how many uh, trees of our listeners are, are had plant, started seeds indoors, and they're really <laughs> anxious, and maybe have a chance to to bring an outdoor kind of getting a jump on the season. That's a possibility. We don't know that yet for sure. Right. If you if you have seedlings up and growing, and they're nice and big and healthy, and it's sixty degrees tomorrow. If you want to, you can go ahead and set them out in a shady area for an hour or two and then bring them back in. But otherwise, please read the seed packet. First of all, look at the extension website. Find out when the last frost date is for your area. Then look at the seed packet and it will tell you plant inside so many weeks before the last frost. Get a calendar. Find your frost date. Count back those number of weeks, and that's when you start your seeds. Most seeds shouldn't be planted yet. It's way too early. This is Minnesota. We can't plant outside till pretty late, so yeah. just wait. Be Good patient. Advice. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. But you could do some winter sowing. So you could Google winter sowing, S-O-W-I-N-G, and you could plant some seeds in milk jugs and set them outside. Uh, so that then you could get your hands in the dirt if you need to. And I understand that need to get your hands in the dirt. Okay. Totally uh, get it. We're going to break for weather in a moment. But in the meantime, let's uh, grab this text. Uh, can I prune the dogwood bushes now? Sure, you can prune your dogwood and you can go as far back as you want to. They can regrow from the very base if you want to. Sure, go ahead and prune your dogwood. All right, very good. I th- you know what we should do? I don't want to keep people waiting. Dennis, let's grab another call. Sharon is calling in from Ramsey this morning. Hi, Sharon. What is your question? My question is about seeding and using the pre-emergence fertilizer. If I use that in the spring, then when can I seed my grass after that? When you put that down, it will tell you you can reseed after so many weeks or months, and it's usually like six to nine weeks. So you want to look, and that's when you would be seeding. And then if you think about that, that puts you in the middle of the summer, and you definitely don't want to seed then. So that may mean that if you need to, you maybe put down another pre-emergent, and you just wait till fall and in, um, end of August, beginning of September to seed. All right, very good. Good luck with that, Sharon. All right, very good. We'll uh, take a bit of a break here. We have about another half hour of the show to go, so if you have any kind of a lawn or garden question, we'd love to hear from you either by phone or by text, 651-461-9226. Back with more of our Smart Garden Show here this Saturday morning on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. And welcome back to our Smart Garden Show on A3OWCC. We're here every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour. This morning, Master Gardener Teresa Rooney answering those very questions for you at 651-461-9226. Teresa, uh, I just got a note from our friend uh, Julie Weisenhorn uh, thanking you for being a part of the show, and we thank you too. Uh, We, meaning the U of M, has a new video on pruning, we get a lot of pruning questions this morning. We have a new video on pruning shrubs on on the uh, trees and shrub section, the first of three of them. 
So again, uh, Teresa mentioned at extension.umn.edu, and you can check out those uh, new videos. Uh, thanks, uh, Julie, for uh, thank you, Julie. They're always putting cool that. stuff up there. So yeah, that's why got... you need to check out the you know, the extension site often. Oh yeah, great, great information. Yeah. We're very proud of that, and I know uh, you and your colleagues are as well. All right, let's see who else we can uh, uh, help out here. Uh, when to prune French hydrangea trees that still have blossoms on them? It depends on, on whether or not they bloom on old or new wood. I would do some research on that to see how it blooms. And if it blooms on old wood, then whatever you're pruning, you could be pruning off flowers. If it blooms on new wood, then you just can prune as to what you need for shape and size. All right. Let's grab a phone call this morning from Maple Grove. I do believe uh, Pat is uh, calling in. Pat, you're on CCO. What is your question, please? Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. I, I have a house plant that I was given as a gift. It's called a, for short, it's called a geo or geogenansis ciliatus. <laughs> it's a plant, uh, and it has real deep, deep purple leaves, almost black. But the leaves are starting to get brown around the edges, and I've looked up a little bit online. But um, and it says it needs lots of uh, water, and so I got a plate underneath with rocks that I keep filling with water. But those leaves keep getting brown on the edge. I don't know if I, I don't know what to do with it. Okay, so uh, I'm not familiar with that plant, but you're you're going in the right direction there. You're doing a good job, Pat. What you might want to also consider is that um, when you water, make sure that you're watering with room temperature water. And you may even for a little while want to go out and buy a bucket, a gallon of distilled water and use that when you're watering the plant, not for the humidity. Um, some plants are susceptible to the chlorine and chloramide and everything else that we, and fluoride that we have in our water. I don't know if this plant is one of those. That's one thing. Make sure that you're not over-fertilizing it. Um, but I think you're doing everything right. Sometimes the leaves just brown up because our houses are so dry. You may even want to, if you have a humidifier, maybe move it closer to the plant so the plant can get a little more humidity but I'm sorry I'm not that familiar with the plant. So what I would suggest, okay, go to the extension website, take some pictures of the plant, go to the extension website, go down to the part where it says Ask a Master Gardener, and click on that, and you can actually send up to three photos to a Master Gardener. Let them know the exact plant, and they can do some research and get a lot of good information for you, and that will keep them busy so they don't get bored. All right, very good. Uh, texter says this, Teresa, store-bought lawn soil contains quite a bit of wood in it. Will this hamper grass seed growth, you think? Wow. <laughs> soil should not contain wood. Um, I've seen it, though. I've, I've seen, seen it, it some though, too, it. sometimes, yeah. Uh, it, it probably won't. It's just, uh, it probably, oh, jeez. I would watch when the seeds come up. Uh, if there's a lot of wood in there, sometimes you may have a nitrogen where it's being pulled from the soil away from the plants. But then once those those little bits of wood decompose, they release it, so you get a nitrogen burn. So your your grass might be a little 
pale when it first comes up and and if it doesn't turn normal color in a week or two or three then i would fertilize lightly with a with a maybe a lawn fertilizer um but it won't impact the seed germination probably i would just worry later on down the road uh how how much how that nitrogen so just watch it uh you may have to do some adjustments on there okay Question is, do black walnut trees alternate years for producing walnuts? It's possible. It, it is possible. Trees trees will mast uh, with a bunch of other trees in their area all one year. And some years the, the plant produces so, much, um, so many nuts that it's a little lacking in energy the next year and, and it goes off on and off. Uh, some years it's just droughty and they don't have the energy to produce the seeds. So it's, it can be extremely variable. So there will be years where you don't see much and then all of a sudden one year you may see a whole bunch. Okay. This listener, by the way, uh, if you want to call in or text in your lawn or garden question, by all means, just one number will do it. 651-461-9226. Uh, texter wants to know, when should I remove the burlap from my pine trees? I would probably remove that now, uh, and and because you you it's getting those hot the hot weather and it gets really warm in there and you don't want to cook that plant. So it, if you want to wait till till after Wednesday or Thursday when it's supposed to be a little cooler and you're a little worried about it, but I would start to remove that now. Yes. Dexter wants to know: Can I trim a birch tree now? Oh, you might be seeing some sap flowing if you're going to prune your birch trees just like you would see the maple trees sapping out now too. Um, but if you have to prune, you have to prune. Just understand that the sap could run out of the out of the, the tree and um, disfigure some of the bark if you're growing it for the bark. Uh, if you don't have to prune, then don't. I would, I would prune earlier rather than later. You don't want to be inviting any bronze birch borers or anything into your, into your newly pruned birch tree. So if you have to prune, prune it right away and just understand some sap may run. Okay. Kind of a follow-up. Can we clean up our hydrangeas, like trim them back? Again, um, go ahead and trim off all those dead the, the dead flowers if you want to. That's fine. Anything that's dead, dead, you can prune back. Uh, you have to understand whether your, whether your hydrangea blooms on new wood or old wood. And if it blooms on the new wood, you can prune to your heart's content because it will send up new growth or send out new growth, and the new growth is where the flowers are going to be. If it blooms on the old wood, those buds were set last year. So anything that you prune off now, you're pruning off flowers. If you have to prune and you have a hydrangea that sets on old wood, um, just understand you won't see as many flowers this year, but maybe you need to get that size or that shape back down to a reasonable level, and you you have to be then willing to sacrifice the 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 um, the blooms this one year. You'll still get a few blooms because you won't catch every branch, but uh, you'll just have a lot less. You're just joining us, Master Gardener Teresa Rune, answering those lawn and garden questions on our Smart Garden Show. By the way, we're here every Saturday in the eight o'clock hour. Uh, doing that very thing, our Smart Garden Show. Uh, Woodpecker evidently made a silver dollar size hole on the top of a listener's honey crisp tree, a large branch. They have a question, what do I do? There's not much you can do. Uh, if it just made one hole, I wouldn't worry too much about it. 
the tree, when it comes out of dormancy, will seal up that hole as best as it can. Um, and I would just watch that branch just in case. But if the woodpecker starts drilling a lot of holes in your trees, that means they're hearing and finding insects to eat. So in that way, you may want to ha- come have a certified arborist come out and check your tree. Uh, but sometimes, sometimes they may even just be drilling because it makes a wonderful noise in their declaring territory, which I would start to, I would think I would start hearing right now uh, a lot of complaints about peck, woodpeckers <laughs> drilling on the sides of homes and that. Absolutely. Maybe the branch just didn't turn out to be such a good drum, so he's going to find somewhere else to, to peck too. Teresa, another critter question. How do you get rid of moles? Oh, they can do so a lot of damage. Okay, first of all, you have to decide if you have a mole or a vole. So the mole with an M will eat insects and worms and grubs. The vole with a V likes to chew on the vegetative roots of your plants. Now, sometimes if you have a lot of moles, they may be so active that they're disturbing the roots of your plants, and so then your plants may be impacted. So you have to figure out, first of all, which which one you have, And then go to the extension website, and they'll tell you a few things to do. But understand, those little critters living underground are really hard to get rid of. Uh, You may have to result to to um, kill traps if you're into that. With moles, you can also use uh, some of the products that say, like, uh, they'll be kill traps if you're into that. With moles, you can also use uh, some of the products that say, like, uh, they'll be... There'll be four moles, and what basically they are uh, is castor oil, but use the products on the shelf. Don't just make up your own cool castor oil combination. And what you want to do is start in one area and apply the product, give it a week or two or three, and then apply the product a little further out and then a little further out rather than trying to drench your whole yard. What you're trying to do is drive the mole away gently uh, rather than trying to trap it in an area where then it may just cause more damage but you have to figure out which one you have go to the extension website and if it's a mole you can use the 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 mole products speaking of the extension website julie wanted to remind our listeners too that there's also because we're getting a lot of questions about hydrangeas uh there's a video also on pruning hydrangeas on the trees and shrubs webpage. So there's, keep see, that in mind. Videos for everything on there. Absolutely. Julie, Extend- Julie's got it going on. Extension.umn.edu. Let's take a break. We'll be back with more Smart Garden here on News Talk A three O W C C O. And welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour on CCO. This morning, Denny Long here with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney answering those questions. And Teresa, as usual, we still have a bunch. So let's uh, see how many folks we can help out before you take your leave. Yeah, and uh, please, again, before you do, let's uh, talk about that Master Gardener program briefly, oh, okay. if you can. Uh, Texter says, I have some overwintered geraniums. They're very leggy now. I have moved them near a window, but not in direct sunlight. How do I transition them outdoors without killing them? 
Uh, so what you want to do to, to transition them outdoors is on warm days, you sent them out in the sun, in the shade at first for maybe two or three days. Uh, you'll need to bring them in at night when it's chilly. And then you move them into a little less shady area for two or three days, bring them in at night when it's chilly. And then finally, they should be used to the sun. It's just like us getting used to the sun. Uh, we burn really easy, but eventually we, we get a little tan. So that's what you're trying to do to your geraniums. Help them get strong enough to withstand the the uh, sunshine and the Very wind. Good. My boxwoods are uncovered and exposed to the sun. Should I be concerned about sun damage at this time? You shouldn't if you watered your boxwoods really well in the fall. If you didn't, there may be issues there. If the ground has thawed out, and I would take like a, a long, uh, something you might use as a skewer or something, and then go a little ways away from the boxwoods and sink the skewer into the soil. And if you can easily penetrate down, say, 6 to 10 inches, then you know the soil has thawed 6 to 10 inches, so you can give it a drink of water. If you go down half an inch and then it's suddenly frozen again, you can't water your, you shouldn't water your plants because the water will just run off and not do anything. Okay. This listener sent a text that saying, uh, says, uh, I, I got a Christmas cactus. The blossoms fell off. How can I revive it? Your show is great. Well, thank you for that. How to, is that revivable? Well, thank you. Uh, sure. Uh, what happens when the, the blossoms fall off very easily when they're moved, when they change weather conditions? Um, you're done for the year with that Christmas cactus. It flowers once a year. So now you'll just have a beautiful green foliage plant inside. You can put it outside, uh, get it used to being outside, transition it outside, bring it in again in the fall, and it should start to set blossoms and just put it in a place where it's not going to be knocked. It'll be just fine. And again, you could go to our extension website and they have some great information on those Christmas cacti. Cactus. Okay. I have, Texture says, a green variegated ivy that I uh, brought in from last summer. I tried to cut off the vines, but they just don't seem to root. Any ideas what I can do? What you might want to try is uh, instead of cutting them off, maybe make just a little tiny nick in the bottom of the vine and then put a pot of soil next to there. And with a, a, a pin or a little a little uh, U-shaped object just or a little rock, just set that vine on the soil so that broken part of the vine actually touches the soil and have the plant root out from there. It'll still get from some nutrition from the mother plant, but eventually it should start to put down roots in that broken area. Then you can uh, cut it off from the mother plant once that starts happening, and then you'll have a new plant. Okay. This uh, listener says this, I have a Chinese lilac that hasn't been blooming. It has a lot of branches. Would pruning some of them uh, off help, do you think? It, it could, but probably what you're dealing with is a lack of sunlight in that area. If it's not in full sun, it, it will eventually just not not bloom for you. So if you want to prune it back again, you could look at pruning, pruning lilacs in the extension website. Uh, you may want to even give it a light fertilizer in the spring. However, whatever flower buds are there, they they were set last year, so that's not going to help for this year's flowering. But if you need to maybe prune out and um, just lighten it up so more sunlight gets to more branches, that could uh, possibly help to um, to invigorate its growth with flowers. Another pruning question, this time specifically for oak trees. Can you prune dead branches off oak trees still this month? 
Yes, a dead is dead. You want to get that out of there as quickly as possible. If you leave dead branches in trees, if we get winds like we're going to have today or a storm, that dead wood can actually break break of living branches or fall on somebody unexpectedly or fall on your house or your car or your child or your dog. So you want to prune out dead stuff. You want to get that dead branch out right away as soon as possible. That's a good point. Uh, let's talk a little bit. Uh, some folks may have missed uh, your comments about the, uh, the Master Gardener program or programs. Uh, well, t- tell us again if you can uh, in a minute sure. or so. Sure. Sure. And just before I do that, I just want to say hi to the nice lady I met at the Home and Garden Show yesterday. She listens to WCCO and loves it. Anyway, uh, so the Master Gardener programs, the interns are studying now, so we're getting a new crop of interns. We're we're excited about that. But all of the counties or many of the counties may have classes going on, and those classes are free to you. So check your local extension uh, website to see if they have classes here in Hennepin County. We open our classes to everyone. We even get out of state, like from Colorado people listening to us. So they're free classes. We have two two uh, series coming up. We have veggie growing basics and winter dreaming summer eating classes, all about growing vegetables. You can find that at hennepinmastergardeners.org. Or if you get directed to our Facebook, you can find it there too. So there's lots of classes out there and they're all free. And I've asked you this before, are, are, are you seeing, or are the folks uh, Master Gardener Program seeing more, let's say, younger people and more guys instead of ladies? We are. We are. We have a really good mix of younger and older people. We're seeing a lot more younger people come in. Uh, that doesn't mean we don't want the people who know stuff. Um, you know, if you're a little, if a little more... Um, advanced and aged. We still want you as a master gardener. So we want everybody to come into our program and learn about gardening and uh, help to teach their, their neighbors and their community about gardening with research. Because that's what it's about. Uh, as a master, you you about. master gardeners are really uh, educators, aren't you? We're educators. That's what we do. We, we take research-based information from the university and share it with our community. We learn how to research and get good information for you so that what we're giving you isn't um, some weird woo-woo kind of stuff. We're giving you research science-based information so you can have success because we want you to be successful. And you know what we have not mentioned uh, this morning as we take our leave is get to the Arboretum. Oh, get to the Arboretum. There's, they've got a beautiful flower show going on, and there's mosaics and mirrors in there. So, yeah, get to the Arboretum. You need that breath of green right now, and that'll maybe save you from starting your seeds too early. And it's easy. You have to go online to reserve your spot. It makes parking really easy getting it's, in there and mm-hmm. uh, uh, enjoy it. Well, what a great weekend that would be. Yeah, and it's a, it'll be a great weekend and a great day tomorrow to head out to the Arboretum, take a walk along Three Mile Drive, just see the beauty that's around Excellent. us. Teresa, as always, it's a pleasure. Thanks so much for, for helping us out this morning. It's been my pleasure. Bye, everybody. Master Gardener Teresa Rooney. Now, coming along next hour, it's an encore performance, as we like to say. What that really means is the next hour with Andy Lindis uh, has been pre-recorded, and uh, it's a repeat performance that's coming along next hour. Uh, in the meantime, 
Uh, high today near 46, going to be a breezy day. We could hit 61 on Monday, but again, temperatures dropping, then back up again to 54 by the end of the week. Just a quick reminder, I'll be filling, filling in for Susie Jones tomorrow morning. We're going to have our friend uh, twisted his arm. Dr. David Hilden is going to be joining us on the Health Hour tomorrow morning, answering any kind of a health question you may have. So we hope you join us then here on News Talk 830 WCCO. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.